Hello, hello, Nurturing Mamas. Thanks for tuning in. And today we are giving you a 101 class. And in this class, you will be getting what is authoritative, aka nurturing parenting. We'll give you the definition. Number two is why is this style the best choice? And what our children get from being raised with an authoritative parent? And number three, some real life examples of authoritative parenting in action. Let's get into it. Hey, Mama, welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way? Billy, you. Billy, you. <laughs> hey, I'm Serena. I'm a mama of two little ones. And as a new mama, I constantly question myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family. And hi, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in child care and parent coaching. And I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you. Together in this podcast, each week we will explore some easy to implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. Welcome to Nurturing Parent 101. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does that mean, and why are we here today, Emma? What are we learning? What does that even what mean? Are we learning what is Nurturing Parent 101? I, you know, from week to week, we talk about, and that's what being nurturing is all about, and that's what a nurturing parent does, and this is a nurture. And then I'm like, maybe we just need to give you. Nurturing Parent 101. Like what, what are we even talking about? The basics. The basics. What does it look like? What does it feel like? In some real terms that you can understand. So to do that, there's three things I want to do. I want to dive into the, the different parenting styles that there are. Just touch in on those and then zero in on the one that is the nurturing parent style. And then I want to look at, yeah, so we'll start with that. <laughs> That's the 101 beginning. Okay. To start off with, let's look at the four different parenting styles. Authoritative, authoritarian, tricky words. We're going to look at both of those separately. Permissive and neglectful. Or the neglectful one is sometimes called absent. You know, they're just parents that aren't really there. That one doesn't really need a definition. It's like the, they're just not there. They're not present. Um, yeah. So there's the neglectful, the permissive. What does that one mean? Permissive parenting. Sometimes gentle parenting gets a bad rap. The whole quote unquote mm -hmm. gentle parenting, which is really in vogue right now as a catchphrase. And sometimes it gets a bad rap because people who don't want to be really permissive parents thinks, think that that's 
what quote unquote gentle parenting is. So permissive parenting is characterized, this is for a, a dictionary definition, characterized by excessive freedom of behavior. Excessive freedom of behavior. That's permissive parenting. Authoritarian parenting from the dictionary, enforcing strict obedience at the expense of the individual at the other end of it, right? Like at the, at the child's expense in this mm -hmm. case, we enforce strict obedience and obedience is our, is the North star of the authoritarian parent. Like a military, very. Yeah. Like you do what I say because I say so. Mm -hmm. That's authoritarian. That was my right? dad. And that was exactly what he would say all the time. <laughs> right, right. And so sometimes there you are speaking about what your family was. Mine, <clears throat> some of mine was neglectful. I had a father who was an alcoholic and he sort of kept leaving through being impaired or being out drinking. So there was a lot of neglect um, and just not being there. Sometimes what we find is that if we grew up, if I grew up in a neglectful household family, I want to dote on my child almost excessively. Sometimes mm -hmm. we will pendulum swing way to the other side. If you grew up in an authoritarian household, you do as I say because I said so, you might pendulum swing to become a permissive parent because you don't want to do what your parents did to you. If you grew up in a permissive household where um, <clears throat> you could do whatever you wanted whenever you wanted and you just as a child felt like there was no boundaries and there was no safety net, um, you might grow up to be more of an authoritarian, like you're going to do a pendulum swing to some degree, right? Mm -hmm. And so what I want to say is, and I'll come into the authoritative parent in a moment. Um, what I want to say about us pendulum swinging from how we were raised to I'm not going to do it the way they did it to me. I'm going to be a better parent. Great. We want you to find your North Star in your parenting desires. And you're going to swing a bit. You're going to aim and you're going to miss and you're going to aim and you're going to miss and just keep coming back to your North Star and keep writing your course. And that's why we're here with you every week so that you can keep finding your direction in the way that you want to be traveling. Okay. So authoritative, authoritative, that word means showing that you are confident and in control and that you expect to be respected. So if I speak to you with an authoritative voice, I speak with calm confidence. And that's what authoritative parenting is. Mm. So even though those two words, authoritative and authoritarian, sound very similar. So similar. <laughs> they are, it's a bit confusing, right? Yeah. 
So authoritative, calm, and confident. Authoritarian, do what I say because I said so and do it now. And don't ever do that again. Authoritarian. Authoritative, I get that that's difficult for you and I can't let you do that. It's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Calm, confident, setting a clear boundary. Okay. So our focus as nurturing parents is under the umbrella of the authoritative parent. Got it. Okay. Is that all clear? Yes. Cool. So what is authoritative parenting? Basically, what is nurturing parenting? And what I love is in my research, of course, I always go to the dictionary. Um, one of the, when I was looking up authoritative parenting, one of the uh, dictionary things said nurturing as its number one word, oh, wow. <laughs> responsive and supportive. Nice. So that was really fun to see that. So as authoritative parents, we are nurturing parents. So that's why we are the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Um, <laughs> what does it mean? What does a nurturing authoritative parent look like? It might look like what other people call connected parenting, gentle mm -hmm. parenting, and mm -hmm. that popular parenting style that's going, that's kind of like yes. thing, the thing right now. Yes, yes, yes. Gentle parenting, um, connected parenting, positive, responsive parenting, positive parenting, nurturing parenting. These are all one and the same with the same foundation. So that foundation consists of being responsive and supportive, being warm and compassionate and consistently nurturing that strong connection. And at the same time, having clear limits and boundaries, which are consistently enforced, not harshly, not angrily, not noisily, but consistently enforced with empathy and with listening to the child. When we have a rule I can't let you sit on your sister. <laughs> There's a good reason for the rule. And it's because sitting on a littler person could really hurt that person. And sometimes that's all you need to say. I can't let you sit on your sister. Sisters are not for sitting on. And she's too little for that kind of play. It could hurt her. When she's bigger, you'll get to play like that more together. And I know that it's sometimes hard to wait. That's what an authoritative parent would sound like in that kind of situation. Um, <clears throat> we don't have a million rules. We have a few that are grounded in common sense, that are easy for a child to understand. And if our child, as they grow, comes to us and says, but I don't think that's right. She wants to wrestle with me. And now they're a little bit older and you're like, oh, okay, I might need to back off and I might need to let these two 
playhouse, play, play fight together, hmm. rough house together, uh, playhouse. That was good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they can have their opinion, the children, they can put in their suggestions and you will listen to them and you may not always agree and allow their opinion to come into play right now. And you're going to be open to listening. So it's, it's a communal kind of, you are not the one and only voice in the family as the parent, mm-hmm. or you two parents are not the only voices that get heard. Our children's voices get heard and respected. Yes. Respected. That's what mm-hmm. came to my mind when you were mentioning that. And if I can just, before you mentioned setting consistent boundaries, I think it was that mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the hardest part about being an authoritative parent. And that's where it can kind of turn into you becoming authoritarian or mm-hmm. becoming permissive when you're not consistent because it's hard to stay consistent with your no. And when you get flimsy with your no it can cause you to react and yell and become that authoritative person saying no I said no and no is no or you're just like if you don't stick to your no and you say okay have the candy then then you might become the permissive parent because they get used to the candy and then they keep asking you asking you asking you and then you're like okay because you don't want to get into that uh, authoritar- authoritarian yeah yes and you don't yeah. want to get that angry and yelling and yeah so just the consistency yes. there I thought that hit me because that's that struggle. that's the one and that is the struggle and when we are wobbly all over the place one minute we're no I said no like you know and, and coming down hard on them then then that's the reaction they're getting. And then the next time we're like, fine, just have the candy, ah, you know, and then that's what they're getting. So they're all over the map. Mm-hmm. So that is confused parenting. <laughs> 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 but that is also a parent who is learning mm-hmm. and growing and becoming more and more of who they want to be as a parent. So again, I'm going to say, be gentle with yourselves. Be gentle with yourself. And if you become that authoritarian, tough parent for that those few moments, when you're all calmed down, all of you are calmed down, you can go back to saying, you know what? I apologize. I don't like yelling at you. It's not who I want to be as your parent. I want to be the safe harbor for you. And I'm aiming to not be a yelling parent. I love you. Can we do a a redo? Can we retake on that one? You know, so we, we had a whole episode about um, how it's okay to apologize to our children. Not like, I'm a terrible parent, but like, you know what? I, I just, I just blew it back there. Yeah. That's, that's not who I want to be. That right? one's feeling like you, you're messing up your kids, how acknowledgement can help. Great. Thank so you. That will be in the show notes. 
Yeah, good one. And so that's what I meant by keeping readjusting your aim to keep going for your North Star. Mm. The North Star for us is being the nurturing parent. When you shoot for the moon and you're trying something new, you're going to go off track sometimes. You know, you're going to you're going to veer off. Have you ever looked at a compass? If you're on a boat and you look at a compass, boats steer by the compass. When you're out in the ocean, you can't see land in any direction. They used to look at the stars. Now they look at a compass in their wheelhouse, right? And the compass is going to go swing from northeast to northwest to northeast to northwest. And you want to keep that direction as close to north as possible. And it's going to swing and that's okay. You're going to course correct, course correct. So that's what you're doing. There's a beautiful children's picture book. I'm just going to mention that's called a kiss and a touch and a hold. And it talks about how your mother might've yelled at you and you're aiming to not yell at your child and you're succeeding more than your mother did. And your child will grow up and they will yell less at their children. So it's a generational healing that we're doing Mm -hmm. as conscious parents. And that's a beautiful and powerful thing that you are bringing to the world, everybody. It really is. We are healing the world by being healed humans, raising the next generation. And I wanted to also say that In the studies that I was looking at uh, when I was doing my research for putting these notes together, parents with a strong ability to self-regulate have children who need less co-regulation. Their children, your children will be less reactive if you are a less reactive person. It makes sense. They're learning from us every minute, right? Mm -hmm. But that was a huge, yeah, that was a huge piece of that one study was parents with self-regulation have less reactive children. So that's a great reason (laughs) for you to get your self-regulation down. All right. Why do we want to do this? What benefits will it have for our children? With a nurturing, authoritative style of parenting, children will most likely become well-behaved, independent, and self-reliant. They might be more popular socially. They'll be more advanced emotionally and more successful academically. I mean, who doesn't want all of these things? (laughs) Our children will have higher self-esteem, better self-control and self-regulation, and will feel more more secure. So those are the benefits of aiming for this style of parenting as your North Star. Anything else there, Sabrina? It's really just making the world better one child at a time yes. by us doing this as parents and putting in the work because it is a lot of work. 
but it's worth it and it pays off mm. in the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to end off with a couple of examples of what does this look like? Emma, how do we put this into practice in my own family with my own child? What am I, what are you talking about? So I just wanted to bring it in with a couple of examples. And the first one I came up with was cleanup time. It's time to tidy up all the stuff that we've been playing with all day. Now, you know, before bedtime, this is, this is good. Before dinner time, it might happen. What I like to suggest with cleanup time, and I've said this before, and I will say it again, tidy up as the day goes along, but not to the point where your children feel like they have to always be neat and tidy and the house has to always be clean and organized because children need to be messy. That's where creativity comes from. Serena and I are constantly jumping on here and being messy with how we create for you guys because we just want to be here with you. We're not getting it perfect. We're not aiming for perfection. So be careful when you're doing cleanup time that it's not the main goal in your household during the day. But one very simple way to put in an authoritarian authoritative, sorry, authoritative way of being with our children is just giving them the information about how we do things in our family. Actually, in our family, we clean up together, we tidy up together. It's tidy up time. And actually, we need to do it together. Or tidy up time and you get to put away your toys and I will tidy up the dishes in the kitchen. So let's see who can get this done. And, you know, of course, I'm going to bring in the fun part. But the, the point is just having a basic family rule. This is what we do in our family. If it's about calling another person in the family a name, be careful you're not doing that to each other as adults or talking about another adult to your uh, spouse or whomever or a girlfriend and talking down about people. If we don't want our children to talk down about each other, their siblings, their friends, or call people names, actually in our family, we don't call people names. It hurts feelings. So you just remind them what the rule is. And children are also, remember, constantly trying to find their North Star. They're not going to get it right. They're learning. We need to be calm and confident and gentle and clear. So the other example I had was for bath time and a child wanting to stand up in the bath. And instead of, no, 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 don't do that. No, you have to sit down. No, you cannot stand. No. And, you know, there's like, I'm showing you the tone of voice that we might use. However, if a child is standing up and it's dangerous to stand up in bathtubs, you know, it just depends. If this is an ongoing problem, it's okay to raise your voice a little. It's okay to sound stern. I can see you want to stand up. I can't let you stand up in the bathtub. It's not safe. You need to sit back down again. Um. If they're not, if it's not a repetitive, a repeating problem, then you could say it with a gentler tone. Baths are slippery. You need to sit down. 
Okay. So you notice the difference in the tone of voice too. Yeah. Um, and you need to stay sitting or you can get out now. You get to decide. Uh, uh, no, mama said you cannot stand up in the bathtub. So you need to stay sitting. And if you get up again, I'm going to assume that it means you want to get out because sitting is where you need to be in the tub. And if they stand up again, you just get the towel, you put it, you grab them out of the bath gently and firmly and say, oh, all done with the bath for today. And you don't have to go into a big, long lecture. You don't have to say all the stuff over again. It's just time to get out for today. And if they get upset and if they are freaking or panicking or angry at you. It's like, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be disappointed. You wish you could stay in the bath longer. And tomorrow you'll have another opportunity to have a bath. That's, that's a good reminder because for me, I usually resort to threats and I hate it. Mm. And practicing that just, I'm sorry, you can't do that. If not, we have to get out and then grabbing them because most of my threats are empty threats. And then what does she learn from that? She learns she's still going to get what she wants when I'm making yeah. empty threats. So, yeah. So thank you for those examples. Mm-hmm. I hope the examples helped. And listener, when, when you hear these examples and you're like, but what about this situation in my house? Please send us a DM because we are responding. We will respond to you in your DM and we might make a podcast exactly about the issue you bring to us, which we've done already a few times and we will do more. So I hope that was helpful in understanding what the uh, Nurturing Parent 101 is all about. <laughs> Thanks, Emma. Love you. All right, my connected, nurturing, gentle, positive mamas out there. So here are my takeaways from this episode. Number one is that an authoritative parent is calm and confident. And for me, the confidence is key. I lack with confidence and you can, your kids are going to soak that up. So it is vital for us to be confident and in control. And we expect to be respected. But also remember, to be respected, we must model what respect looks like. And that is respecting our kids first. Number two is a nurturing parent is responsive, supportive, warm, compassionate. We nurture a strong connection. We have clear limits and boundaries. And we consistently enforce those boundaries with empathy. Number three, this is a good one. <laughs> Your children will be less reactive if you are less reactive. Parents with self-regulation have less reactive children. So if your kid is very reactive, I suggest we look at ourselves first and see where they're learning that, which is probably from us. And then lastly, and why it is so important, all the benefits that we get when we are this way with our kids is we will have well-behaved, independent, self-reliant, advanced emotionally, academically successful, higher self-esteem, high self-control and regulation, and high security 
for our kids. And those are all qualities that we want. And it takes work. And like Alma said, this is our North Star. And we might react. We might yell. We might give in sometimes. But remember to follow the North Star in trying to pursue an authoritative parenting style because our kids and we will reap so many benefits. So thanks for tuning in and good luck, mamas. Hey, mama. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> okay, how cute was that? <laughs> thanks for being here with us. Hit subscribe to get notified. And hey, did you get anything out of this episode? I know I did. Show some love and send it to your mama friends to bless their day too. And before you run and change that diaper, take five seconds and leave us a review saying how much you love us. You'll be helping other mamas find us. Did you know that? And hopefully find answers to the questions that are keeping them awake at night. And... If you screenshot your review and DM it to us, you will be entered to win a one-hour coaching call at a discounted price with Amalisa. I can't wait to chat with you. Come hang out with us in our Facebook group or on Instagram. Just click the links in the show notes and you can direct message us anytime. We would love to chat with you. We also have a buy me a coffee option for a fun way that you can support this podcast for just as much as you care to give. Just click the show support link in our show notes. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week.